Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. They stop beating their victims after a while. Did you know that? Something else we discovered. Blood goes cold and they just kind of lose interest. Of course, then, you turn. See how that works? Undead procreation. Nature's grand plan. Welcome to Fear Me. Fear Me. Hi, I'm Kim. Stuart. I'm Scott. Welcome to another episode of the Fear Me podcast. We are back with Fear the Walking Dead, season three. Woo! I can say woo yes. now. Yeah. Yeah. So this is episode 69 of the Fear Me podcast, and I think we're all a little bit excited to be back. It's been a while. Yeah, definitely. Back to our original show. Back to work. And pretty soon it's going to get crazy with Preacher. Well, let me ask you this. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. I'm going to Alabama next week. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> working with turtles again. Leaving the kids with Stuart Leaving again. Leaving the kids behind. <laughs> amazing. Kim is doing amazing. <laughs> How it's are you, all Stuart? rolling up, Kim. Stuart is questionable. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing unusual there. No. Not at all. And Scott, how are you? Rolling with the punches. Oh, I'm lovely. Lovely. Just like Stuart, rolling with the punches and uh, getting ready to get back into some fair of a walking dead. All right. Well, so what are you drinking tonight? I am drinking. I went back to the well to my favorite uh, brewery, Noda, in, here in Charlotte. And they have a new one called uh, Woody and Wilson's Hop Experiment. Sounds okay. interesting. Like an Old West? No. No, I don't really know what that is about. Uh, it looks like a science experiment. Yeah, okay. okay. Does it taste like a science experiment? It tastes yummy. It's oh, making good. my stomach make yummy sounds. Does it have like pop rocks in it or anything? No, no, oh. but it is a tasty beverage. Now, it's a session ale. It's very smooth, um, not too strong. Um, so I like it. Cool. How about you? I am doing Gate City Gate City Brewing Company out of Atlanta, Roswell actually, and it's Copperhead American Amber Ale. It's it's okay. It has a bit of molasses taste to it. Oh. So it's not like sickening sweet, but it's kind of syrupy. Yeah, it's syrupy. Okay. So it's got a lot of a lot of malt in it. Yeah, I mean it's good, but yeah, I don't know if I'd want a whole lot. They're a young brewery. They're in our town. Uh, but they they haven't been opened even a year yet, have they? Mm-mm, no. Uh, but um, if if you ever get into Roswell, which is uh, north of Atlanta, it's it's a cool little brewery that opens up their doors every now and then. It has about uh, you've had twenty different brews on tap. 
Yeah, you've had some of their stuff before, right? Oh, yeah. You liked it. Yeah, well, we, we liked have, a lot well, of Well, we stuff. never had it on here because we've never even had it in a can before. Well, that's true. They just started ah. selling it in the stores, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah. Oh, nice. Just nice. at the brewery. So what, what, where does the name Gate City come from, do you know? I have no clue. Uh, I don't I, know. As far as the histo- history of, of Roswell, I don't know where the Gate City thing comes from at all. Maybe we huh. should do some research. Uh, maybe so. Or maybe someone can. from Gate City can write it, us and let well, us know. Well, you know, it has the it has like the the Falcon on the front of it okay. on their can. So, you know, the history of Atlanta with uh, the Phoenix okay. rising from the ashes when it got burned. Really? That's true. No, that's, it's the, true. that's what Back that's in where the Civil it comes War. from. Okay. That's where they got the All Falcons. Right. The dirty birds. Right. As it were. They're uh, ashy. Yeah, they're a little ashy. They need a little bit of lotion. <laughs> So what do you have? Uh, I have one that uh, we were trying to talk, th- figure out if we even had this one on before. It's another Atlanta brewery, uh, Orpheus Brewing, which is the transmigration of the soul. But we have. Okay, we think we may have, but it's going to be the transmigration of my brain here in a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think? It's good. It's very it, good. Actually, is it a good like one? one? Yeah. <laughs> I might not be talking much because I'm going to be drinking this beer. You're weird. I'm sorry you'd say something to me. <laughs> okay, so let's get into what we came to talk about. Season 3 premiere of Fear the Walking Dead. Two-hour season premiere with two different episodes back-to-back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting. They're starting to do that more and more. Yeah, I don't know. understand why they don't just make it a two-hour episode. That's what I was asking. Is it, is it just lack of confidence in the show? No. Doing no I think I... it's all scheduling. I think it, I, if I had to hazard a guess, I would think it has to do with the fact that they make the episodes ahead. You know, they make the episodes and then they make a decision later on on whether they're going to do two of them at one time or if they're just going to do them separated out individually. Well, let me ask you, but, has, has any of the other series that are on AMC gotten two hours for an episode besides The Walking yes. Dead? Yeah, oh. I think so. Um, was Preachers an hour and a half? No... Their final episode? Oh, the Possibly. Final? I, don't I don't remember. Know. Possibly. I don't remember. But I think this is because Fear should run into the end of September. They got 16 episodes coming out this mm-hmm. year. So I think it'll go the end of September. And The Walking Dead always comes out in October. Well, because I tweeted out um, that I was like confused as to why they're stacking episodes. Because uh, as you're saying, that, that was probably one of the, the things that was weird to me was that that first episode definitely felt like the opener. And then they played another one, mm-hmm. and it was like they could have just ended it and not yeah, played something else. Kind of killed the momentum. Yeah, and it was a little weird. But um, someone tweeted back that they think that the mid-season finale to this does the same thing. They're stacking them already. Well, the they scheduling. did. They I did didn't look last, at the schedule. They did it last season too, right? Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They ended it, but that was the first time they ever did it. I think mm-hmm. mm. it is. Maybe so. So well, I guess they thought it was successful. But last weekend was Memorial Day, right? Was that? Yeah. Uh, weekend before. Oh. Scrap that. Yeah. Yeah. Never mind. Last weekend was not. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Last weekend was Fear of the Walking Dead weekend. Or was it? Because they, they had uh, Better Call Saul was moved, too. They skipped that one as well. Yeah. Oh, it was that weekend, yeah. Oh. All right. So episode one was entitled Eye of the Beholder. Mm-hmm. What did y'all think of the first episode? Very good. I liked it a lot. I thought it was very intense, and overall, I thought it was awesome. I thought it was really, really good. The I, okay, the only only problem was um, towards the end. 
but I don't want to get into too many details on. Okay. I was pleasantly surprised. I didn't think I was going to like the season opener or even the season. (laughs) But, um, yeah, it was really good. And I was like, it felt like the old days of The Walking Dead where you're like anxious to see what's going to be happening and jumping at the slightest little noise and, you know, things like that. It actually left me feeling like, wow, this is better than The Walking Dead. What? Yeah. Yeah. I don't this, know about that. The opener was totally. I mean, after this, the the way the Walking Dead ended out the last season, this was like very intense and very well done. I thought it was very fresh. That's for sure. Yeah, and it did remind I, me of the earlier seasons of The Walking Dead. I thought it was fantastic. I mean, I I think the the uh, the action was continual. I thought all the characters were great, and uh, no, I just thought it was an excellent excellent episode and i loved it in conjunction with the second episode because you know it gave enough action in that first episode to really get your blood boiling for the show and then the drama was so good in the second episode that i really felt that the whole thing together the whole two you know the whole two hours was really smooth and well played out Mm -hmm. and you know and i i tend to look at it more as as a two-hour thing than than each individual episode because um it 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 really did not feel like two separate episodes. I would have to disagree. There were, yeah, there were parts that, well, obvious obvious parts that made it feel like two different episodes. But I, I can see what you're saying. Like, I mean, the story kind of flowed, but I felt like it could have flowed better if they didn't interrupt it. Mm-hmm. If they hadn't have broke that, you know, that curtain and given us all the credits and just actually made it a two-hour episode, it might have been better. Yeah. But right. they kind of like took you out of it by r- rolling all the credits. I will tell you this though: um, if I did look at it as separate episodes, though, the um, the opening for the second episode with with Travis dying was great. Well, yeah. let's not. Get and I seen that, that as a separate. Yeah, but I know. But I'm saying if I had seen that as a separate episode, the way it feeds into the Fear of the Walking Dead logo and and music and so forth. I thought it was extremely well done. Mm-hmm. And I would have hated to miss that part of it in, in essence. But I do agree with you. I do think that that transition, you know, did tend to break it up a little bit, but I chose to ignore that. So I had kind of forgotten about the whole border crossing thing happening. Really? Yeah. Well, just about how intense it was. And well, like when they saw the, the um, helicopter in the distance before the whole fight broke out, and they were right. looking through the binoculars, and they saw the the helicopter in the distance. And he's like, "Oh, I think there's a camp over there." Totally forgotten about that. Oh, really? Yeah. Ah, I take it you didn't participate in the uh, the marathon. Fear of the Walking Dead we- weekend review. I did not. I had things going on, mm. but um, you watched but- the end of the that last episode though, right before the before the first one came on, didn't you? Well, yeah, but that was like five seconds before. There you go. I watched, I watched, um, I watched like, I think like the last three episodes of last season over. So that's why we got Scott. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's why you have me because I have no life. <laughs> no. Oh, no. sorry. That's not no. what you meant. That's commitment, Scott. That is commitment. <laughs> that's what, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, I do need to be committed. Um, but, but nonetheless, yes. Right off the bat, I had a problem already with. When they got taken back to the camp and they were processing everybody and 
the women folk got taken to the office. What was up with that? Was that just that, because they were white Americans? Yes. Or because they yes. were women? Um, I think it was more because they were white Americans than anything. I mean, it seemed like there was definitely a, uh, a calling going on of people coming from Mexico. And if they felt like you were a Mexican, they didn't really want you. But if you were a white Anglo, they wanted you. But they didn't now, think course, Nick was American? Yeah. Well, Nick, Nick tends to be incredibly dirty all the time. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to tell with him. And even that Steven um, guy that helped out, he was American? Yeah. Yeah, maybe so. No, I mean, not. I'm not saying it was a perfect thing, but but he did spend a lot of time, Troy did spend a lot of time talking to um, Travis. I'm sorry. No, when he was questioning Travis about his heritage and so forth. Right. Oh, right. He wasn't talking to him like he was, you know, he, he you know, he referred to his, um, what is the Maori background Ma- as Maori. being warrior Maori. stock. You know, that was one of the things I was confused about is these guys were pretty up on where the Maori thing was. Yeah. New Zealand, you mean? Yeah. And honestly, it, you other than this there? show, yeah. I would I would have not known what that meant. I mean. They're like, Maori, uh, okay, sure. Right. Like, is that a different part of Central America that I don't know about? <laughs> well, if I, if I wasn't such a huge fan of, of rugby and the New Zealand team, I never would have known about it. Okay. Yeah. Well, oh, wait wow, a minute. Guys. I'm sorry. I'm not. We're, so I, you're right. We're learning I did not a lot know about, about that either. Scott. Then okay. <laughs> that is just sad. <laughs> no, but I do think I do think that there was a um, the tenor of the show taking on such a um, it was a very anti-immigration mm-hmm. feel to it. Almost, you know, uh, uh, the showrunner. What's his name? Erickson. Yes. Yes. Dave Erickson. Yes, him. Said that, you know, all this came out before Trump started hitting with his, his wall and so forth. But boy, it sure uh, it sure was nailing a lot of that stuff on the head. Well, it, there's no way it came out before. I and mean, that's what he was talking about his entire campaign. Right. Well, no, but, but the show debuted last year before the elections. Right? So. Yeah. Okay. Right. But you, yeah. Yeah, his his they statement was what you can focus on. They definitely built ways, on though. it. Though. His yeah, statement was it. not. His statement was that it was not the Trump stuff was not um, a motivation for the show, but which I can understand. Yeah, I mean, yeah, right. yeah. Well, actually, evidently, you know, it's it's evidently uh, kind of a joke around Hollywood right now that um, Trump is out trumping everybody. <laughs> because so many of these shows are building up around different themes that are similar to this kind of thing, you know, anti-immigration or racism or whatever, and and they're coming out with this stuff, and <laughs> and they're all like, "Well, damn, Trump's already hit on that stuff." <laughs> uh, so nobody does it better. Mm. <laughs> okay. But anyway, it is it is very it is very interesting. And but I did think it was it really took it, it took the whole show on a on a trail that believe it or not based on history and so forth, I could see very much happening. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. you know, that is that you look out for your own kind. Yep. And right. we haven't seen a whole lot of that yet on The Walking Dead or even Fear of the Walking Dead. But it's it's definitely reared its ugly head in this um, these couple episodes here. 
Well, it takes on another meaning as well when you look at the biological aspects of that, because like if you are raising, say, your stepson, like Madison was doing with Chris, and he's not your biological son and therefore has no traits, he does not look like you and does not share your blood, you are less likely to take care of that person as you would Mm -hmm. your own blood. And so we've already seen like in The Walking Dead, we've got the whole... Shane and Rick debacle uh-huh. with who fathered um, the baby with Judith. And then we've got right. the whole Chris thing over in fear. And right. a lot of those people are dead now because right. of, you know, like they got the parts. fighting. Yeah, they got parts on other shows. No. Well, they did. <laughs> well, <but. laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they've introduced they've introduced ethnic cleansing to the show. Mm-hmm. And and which is, of course, an incredibly scary topic. And they've also, you know, they also were bringing in some of the uh, Joseph Mengele type experiments. Yeah, that were that going was rough. On That's very true. When they were when they were shooting these people to see how quickly they would turn. But they took such joy in it too, which was yeah, sad. Yeah, quote unquote, in the name of science, mm-hmm. um, they were just being sadistic as stuff. But that's the same thing that the Nazis were doing. Yeah, there was a lot of sadis- sadistic people just taking it to the. 10th level mm-hmm. and uh and then we got a little glimpse of that in this one but why wouldn't they think that the stronger people would be an asset to them especially the men and instead of trying to instead of killing test, them test them yeah and see like how fast they would turn i don't think they were i mean i think i think they were killing all of them no that's what i'm saying why wouldn't they save some of the stronger men to help out but I mean, we find out later that he wasn't that Troy wasn't even supposed to be at this base doing what he right. was doing. Oh, but of course. Still, no, no I, yeah, I don't, I don't. They weren't trying to. They weren't saving anyone. I, I think that's the point. He's just that, sadistic. Yeah, which is why that at the up. yeah towards the end or the later part of that episode, the guy was like, "Let's just do two at once." Right. Right. Because we're killing them all. We gotta get out of here. Right. And so, why yeah, were they was, leaving in such a hurry? Um, because I don't, they were supposed to go back, you know, they were supposed to be getting fuel and, and supplies and then heading back to the ranch. Mm. And evidently they were hanging out around there. And it also may have had something to do with the fact that maybe Jake was coming back. That and, was my big question too. Like all know, of a sudden he just appears out of nowhere. Yeah. Troy, Troy's brother, Jake, who is the good side to the bad side mm-hmm. of Troy. Yeah, I, you know, that may very well, well been what it was. They just need to get out of there before Jake came back and saw what they were doing. Right. Because as far as, you know, they all know and so forth, um, Troy was just in there to get the fuel, like his father said. Right, right. Not very convincingly, but that's what he said. So, yeah, I think um, I think that was their hustle. But just the fact that, uh, you know, uh, Troy reminded me a lot of, the guy from Terminus. Oh yeah, um, totally. The whole actually Andrew, that whole. I think his name is. Was yeah, that whole environment remind you of Term Terminus really? But it's that just guy, the, end. the the very charming guy that ran Terminus though. Yeah. yeah. Right. Was was very very much like Troy in this. I could totally and, see that charming, yeah. charismatic, but uh-huh. also in control and sadistic. And you're on the killing right. floor. Yeah. You're getting ready to die. It doesn't really yep. matter why you're just gonna die. Terminus, right. they had at least a reason. They were hungry. Well, these guys, <laughs> these guys were, trying, were these just, guys were justifying it by saying they were doing experiments. Yeah, yeah, exactly, justifying. Which, yeah. which in right. a way, this sounds sick, but I can 
kind of see what they were doing. Like, I mean, not killing people, mm-hmm. but, you know, testing to see how long it takes for them to turn. Don't give me that look. I'm not I'm, saying I'm, I have to I'm, go out and I'm kill people. I'm giving you that look, Kimmy. All right. Put it down, Kim. But I... <laughs> Don't shoot Stuart. I liked the way that Troy was, like, writing in his notebook the entire time. And he's like, I'm uh-huh. just making observations, making notes. And um, I, I'm kind of a naturalist at sorts. And we know mm-hmm. later on that he had the run of the ranch when he was younger. Yep. And yep. Um, so he, he, who knows it, what he did on that ranch. It may be interesting later on to find out what else he's got in exactly. that book. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That would be a hell of a read. But from a biologist's <laughs> point of view, I thought that was very interesting. I thought that they, uh, the guy um, who was playing the the executioner guy, uh, uh, Noel Fisher, who's I don't know if you guys watch Shameless. No, but, he, uh-uh. but he's been on that show. Um, you know, I'm talking about the little guy. Yeah, Willie. Gets, yes, yes. Um, he was doing a great job in that. He was a sadistic little oh, shit. Especially his awesome. his little speech when he's walking Travis to the pit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about like you know the kind of the science behind the the walkers, and how that's how they reproduce mm-hmm. is by killing other people and creating more walkers. Right. That was well, uh, that was a good character. The best Willie scene was when he got pulled through the freaking wall. Oh yeah, yeah, that was good. Yes, when yep. he got folded yep. in half. It was like a Freddy scene. Exactly. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Yeah. And you or, knew or, what was going to happen. Alien. Yeah, well, you did not alien. think it was yeah, or from Alien, but you didn't think it was going to happen that bad. That was well, they got bent they've in got half. some. They've evidently in that place. They've got some really strong walkers because I don't think I've ever For seen real. walkers that strong before. Well, they're yeah, probably uh, still fresh. Extremely strong drywall. <laughs> That's true. Because <laughs> <laughs> the drywall held up, even though you're splitting them in half. Could have been exactly. two by fours in there to reinforce. Could be <laughs> there some blocking. Been. There might have been had some blocking in the wall. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That guy got split in half. That was awesome. <laughs> and it reminded yep. me, I'm reading, I just finished reading The Walking Dead Descent by Jay Bonazinga. Mm-hmm. And um, I won't say too much, but there's tunnels in this, and it kind of reminded me of some stuff that happened in the yeah. tunnels in that book. It was really yeah, good. Sure. I gotta say, though, okay, you pull, okay, first of all, why the hell would you pull the vent off there? He right. was and stupid. all the rats start pouring out. Then right. you stick your hand in there again, your face in there again. I right, mean, right. I was going to say the same thing. Like, what are you doing, dude? Like, how many clues do you need to get the fuck away from that wall? He's obviously uh, never seen a horror movie. Yeah, for a guy I mean, who evidently he does studying walkers. He's not scared by sounds in the walls. God, you know, that was that was it was a very odd, but it was a pretty cool scene. That was my favorite scene of the whole two-hour episode. It was awesome. <laughs> Oh, and so what did you think about the pit of walkers? Well, I think we've seen that before. Yeah. We have with the governor. This yeah. one was crazy, though, because they had them divided into three different sections. Mm-hmm. And Willie was allowed to, let's see, what did he, he pulled like a pin or something when Travis was done mm-hmm. killing the first yeah. group and opened up right. the door. First of all, Travis, wow, kudos mm-hmm. to him. Yeah, badass. He killed all those walkers by himself with just a... What was it? Uh, mason masonry brick? No, it was yeah, cinder block. Cinder block. Okay. <laughs> the I best love, part. The best part was when he threw the cinder block at Willie when the yeah. guy was talking yeah. shit to him. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> but I will say this: um, I I thought Travis's character was fantastic in, in this episode. He yeah, even he the was scene good. when they first 
took him and Nick and uh, Lucia into, or Luciana, whatever, into, um, dragged him into the bathroom where they're executing people. And they drag that one guy up there and shoot him. And everybody jumps and screams like that. But Travis just sits there very calmly Mm -hmm. watching them. I noticed that too. Now, you were, this entire episode, you were pulling for Travis. Yep. To save everyone. And it was one of the first episodes he didn't get on my nerves. Same. I agree. That's where exactly when he died in the second episode, it was like, ah, I finally liked this guy. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Which is probably maybe maybe was intentional. I don't know. Well, it had to it had to happen, Stu. Well, no. Okay, but the first two seasons, you're like, okay, kill Travis off. God, Mm -hmm. you know, like I mean, he does not understand what world he's in, and Mm -hmm. that was our big qualm was that he's constantly not getting it like you Uh know the normal human nature reality is gone you need to start fighting you know for your own and here he's just and then and at the very end of last season he totally went crazy Mm -hmm. and here he was he was fighting for a reason and he fought to get them all out of there and then it was just like damn took him away from us they took the good character away i think they kind of had to because because if it finally happened, we've been we've been teased with Nick, we've been teased with Travis, we've been teased with other characters, but we finally have Madison stepping up to take over the group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this was this was her this was her Rick episode, For and sure. and the show needed it. The show needs someone to take charge. Yeah, and um, and Madison did a fantastic job in this episode of doing that. And she couldn't do it if she still had um, if she still had Travis around all the time. Well, I mean, she did it before Travis even died, though. Like, yeah, but not to the extent of this. I mean, she always was kind of wishy washy. This no, time she really just, took charge. Just this episode, though, the first episode right. when she, you know, puts the spoon in Troy's eye, like she's taking right. control. She right. knows what she needs to do, and she's going to do it. Which was a great right. scene, by the way, when she puts the spoon in his eye. Oh. That God. was great. Mm-hmm. Kim that was, was like, that was oh my God, what is she doing? <laughs> <laughs> and then she manages to walk around, like leaves the office, goes outside, does all this stuff with the spoon still in the dude's eye. Yeah, well, that yeah, that was like starting to get a little reachy. But I mean, still like. But managed to not pop that eyeball out, nor is he screaming bloody murder, because I would be like puking and pooping all over well, myself. I even had a problem later on when the guy's got that huge bloody eye patch on and he's just yes. talking to people yeah. and yeah. chatting yeah. and something like, it's dude, fine. you'd be screaming in flesh pain. wound. It must be some massive painkillers in Troy at that moment. Yes, um, yes. But my point is, <laughs> she what stepped is up, your point? She stepped up to the plate when she needed to. And right. I think this episode, more than the past two seasons, you really see... Like she is gonna do what she's got to do. She's she's taking control, and yeah. before she always seemed a bit wishy washy. Like her emotions were getting, you know, emotions. I say with a grain of salt. Her emotions were getting the best of her, but this time she's like, "Fuck you, assholes!" Like this is what I'm mm-hmm. gonna do. Right. Yeah. And 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 I'm I'm glad to see it. I'm Me glad too. to see it. This this show needs that character. I mean, you know, it's funny. I, I know some people probably wrote in and said that, uh, oh, they just they just replaced Rick, you know, when she made that statement about how she, they're going to make it their home, even if they have to take it over. 
But you know what? It was, it was a direct steal from Rick. I mean, there's no doubt. But it did not feel out of place. For me, it felt like it felt like it was it was um, a natural progression that had to happen. When she says she's going to take over the ranch, yeah. Oh, I thought no. that was crazy. Well, she was saying if they have to, they'll take it over. Yeah, but why? Why would they? Well, it's have the to? same thing that Rick said when they talked about Alexandria. Well, it's the same thing Rick says about everything that he does. I, I know that. I know that. But they did. <laughs> they took over Alexandria. I know, but my point is. They're just getting there. Why do, Why does she automatically think they need to take over? Well, it was a little bit later before she decided that. It was a little I weird. Mean, I mean, it was after she had her little breakdown. We're getting into the next episode, but still. I okay. Care. I don't know. If we're talking about, like, uncomfortable situations from the first episode, uh, originally I said everything was great until, the like, towards the very end. Mm-hmm. Did anybody yeah. find it weird that it was such an easy transition yes. from, like, an intense fight to, like, everybody hugging? Yeah, they're all buddy-buddy, and Troy's riding in the truck with Madison now, and everything's fine. And they're pulling um, Travis out of the pit, and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah everything's okay. But Here's they're still surrounded by all these guys with guns. Yeah. Like, no, it, you know, that part didn't bother me as much. It didn't, you know what bothered me? It was me? weird to me because they were just like the, everybody, they had like all the, the guy, the soldiers had their hands on everybody. And they're like, oh, you know what? We're there. It's cool. We'll and release them now. Jake I came. don't, I, I don't I know. know how much a lot of those soldiers, you remember, don't forget, um, uh, what's his name? Um, Willie? Yeah. He said, he said that, you know, most of the people are up there. They're not, they, they don't know about what's going on down here. Right, okay. but some of the guys at the pit were the guys in the. No, bottom. I get that. I get that. But but I guess my point is is that not everybody was a bad guy like Willie and the boys and Troy, and you know they were kind of, you know, following you know whatever was going on. But but once Jake appeared, it was a whole different situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. And, but what I'm saying is, it's just weird that they were in such captivity. Mm-hmm. There's no escape, and then like. Oh, and then, the, like, that, what, Jake gets there? Yeah. And then it's like, oh, yeah, it was just Troy. It was all Troy. Right. You know, it was well, like, I think it, it was, was just, just a pretty small quick. group of guys, actually. I mean, I just think it was a small group of guys that were actually doing it. And most of those guys ended up getting killed anyway. Mm-hmm. Whatever. It was weird. It was no, a- what I found weird, no, what I found <laughs> weird was when they finally get back to the ranch with Troy and Jake and all that, that, you know, Troy's trying to kill luciana that the father and jake are just standing there watching that i agree with that too that was that, that was odd. that made no and sense then, to me yeah and then all of a sudden the father's like oh well if she's breathing we'll let her in of course especially after but no one stood up to but say they know anything that before troy that. is just a nutcase they know troy's a nutcase and they're just standing there watching right. him like he's like he's performing a you know, a, a duty that's supposed to be done for that camp. But the, like, yeah, they say, oh, well, Nick, oh, yeah, of course, Nick, we're going to protect her. But especially was, after Troy, I mean, Jake and uh, Alicia walked all yeah. that way with that poor girl. Mm-hmm. And he's not even going to fight for her to stay alive. Right. Tro- Jake. Yeah, Jake. Yeah, his character all of a sudden had the wimpies. Yeah. And uh, Screw that Jake. didn't make a whole lot of sense. Didn't make sense, especially since before that he was incredibly tough. Right. So, yeah. I don't know. I didn't quite get get that part of it. I mean, we're already pouring into the second episode here. Did you right. have other things to say about the first one? No? no, I thought the Walker Swarm was pretty cool, though. 
when they opened that door down in the tunnels and all of a sudden uh, that there was were walkers actually, everywhere. Yes, that was good. And mm-hmm. I'm like, where'd all those walkers come from? Yep. Again, very similar to the Descent book that I just finished. Mm-hmm. Y'all need mm-hmm. to read the Walking Dead books by Jay yes. Bonazinga. Very good. Yes, they are good. They are good. Um, no, that's that was it. That was pretty cool. But it was like the whole episode was like this fluctuation of they're together, they're not together, they're together, they're not together, and then at the end they're split up again. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And you're like a little frustrated. I was a little frustrated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially since um, uh, Nick gets on the in the truck with that guy. Right. Yeah. With Troy. With yeah, with Troy, who's like sadistic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So should um, we just jump right into the next episode? Yes, the, the new, new frontier. frontier. Episode two. I cannot believe that they just open it up with Travis dying. Killing Travis. I thought I thought it was brilliant. I did too. I was not expecting it. Um, mm-hmm. I was a little sad. I wasn't like boohooing or anything, but I was shocked. And the whole time I was thinking, is this real? Like I had to ask mm-hmm. Stuart, are they dreaming? Like, mm-hmm. well, even yeah, even at the end. I mean, even it went into the uh, Talking Dead at the end. Yeah, we're like, we had is to he? Wait. Well, is he still alive? Is he still gonna come back at some point? And you oh, know no, what? He's he's gone, man. He's gone. But you know what? I think it was a stupid move of the showrunner to even say that he is gone. Like he didn't need to even say it. Just leave it. He's gone. He's toast. Well, but they would have. How done, would he come they, back? Let from me that? ask they you this. They did it let on me... the in memoriam though, so he had right. to say yes. He didn't he's have gone. to say shit. That guy sucks. He does suck, but he's going to be gone <laughs> there, after next year. I do have one question, though. Okay. Mm. So okay. they're in the helicopter. They start taking fire. Travis gets hit in the neck. When Alicia goes to help him, um, she sees he's wounded also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was that was that another bullet or was that a bite? Well, from what Dave Erickson and the panel people said on The Talking Dead... The yeah. bullet came up through the bottom of the helicopter and went through his body and then up out his neck. But I've okay. seen on other forums where people were like, oh, it was a bite wound. But I don't think it was a bite wound. No, it was not a, at all. It was a pretty big wound. It was That's huge. That's why I'm asking. It was, it was a bullet. Yeah. It, okay. So if, if it was something where the bullet was ricocheting internally, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it would not show up. Outside. Ex- externally like Exactly. That. <laughs> but that's what he was saying. He was saying that, um, was he saying it from Full Metal Jacket or one of, one of so. yeah, the uh, Vietnam movies where they mm-hmm. all sat on their hats because they right. said they don't want their balls blown off. Right. Um, so he that that's what he was saying was that, yeah, the bullet came up, ricocheted inside him, and then went out his neck. Okay. But right. I, honestly, I thought that he got like winged by one in his neck yeah, and he got right. shot in the stomach. Yeah, because but, it wasn't that much blood coming from his neck yet. It took a while. Yeah. Right. That, I mean, my, yeah, I my see. first impression was that that he got shot in the stomach. But when I went back and watched it the second time, I was like, man, that's a huge wound. It was yeah. huge. It was It looked huge. like that at that point it looked more like a bite. And the other or he thing he had though, some that, party sausage that he was bringing yeah, with him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, the other thing I couldn't quite figure out is um you know, if it were a bite and Alicia had seen that, I could see why she would give up on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if he were shot, why did she give up on him? Well, you know? well, his, I mean, his guts were hanging out. Yeah. So, Kinda. but he, I mean, he was not, he was kind of, he already gave up. I mean, it was like. Right. When you're bleeding done. from your neck like he was bleeding, there's not uh-huh. much you can do, especially in a situation that I didn't that think he was in. bleeding that much from his neck. Well, he was. 
Once once he started to fall, you could see the blood gushing out of his neck, out of his aorta. Mm. I mean, it was. Yeah. It didn't seem that bad when he was. Okay. I, I don't know. I was not focused on his neck at that point because I was like, oh, my God, his, his whole stomach's torn out. And then he leaned back and he looked like dead at that point. Yeah, his face was pale. Yeah. But, you know, that could have been acting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not could sure. Been, could that have been makeup? Yeah. Anyways, I think she knew, like, this is it. Uh, There's nothing I can do. And he's already given up. He's already taken his seatbelt off. He's opened the door. Yeah. He's, like, leaning backwards to get out of the I mean, air. Yeah, to, that, get out of the to Scott's point, that's where it was surprising, where she wasn't like, no, like, grabbing onto him or something, because it was like, he just gave up. Yeah, and she just let go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, that was very surprising, very shocking. Um, I was sad at that point. I mean, even even when he fell out, I was still thinking, could he possibly be down there still? And, like, they no. find no. him? There's no way. No, those were, those were treetops you were seeing way down there. I know, there. I know. Yeah, there's no way. Not until uh-huh. it was confirmed on The Talking Dead did I understand, but still. I did. I just I mean, was I not expecting was him to be dead at the very first of the episode. Okay. So we okay, we get past Travis dying. Like the <laughs> helicopter goes down. They're hiking and, and they camp out. Like aren't the guys like there that just shot him down? Yeah, that's you know, I I'm 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 assuming, you know, they they kind of express <laughs> that they know who shot Adam, right? Right. Well, I mean, it's kind of the same thing when they get all the way back to the ranch. I'm assuming that that's those Indians you see in the next preview. Oh. That shot at him. Okay. Now, that's spoilery. Like natives? No. no, they showed it right after the show. Oh, oh yeah, you're right. Native people? Yes, Indian? Native Americans. I don't yes. watch right after the show, Scott, because oh, that's you're an spoilery. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've known that for years. Don't well, there's an Indian like standing there in the previews for the next episode, and he says, you need to get off the ranch. <laughs> I mean, what the hell do you expect? It? I mean, I, what were they supposed to do with Luciana, though? Like, she's dying in their arms. They can't mm-hmm. walk through the night. She's dying in their Lighting arms. Lighting the fire was a stupid idea. Well, yeah, okay, that's, okay, maybe that's better to the point. Yeah. Yeah, you know, make, make a place to sleep or something, but you don't have to light a fire and hang out and tell ghost stories. You know, I, I <laughs> the killing, the killing of Jeremiah's goddaughter was. It was stupid. Uh, it was very stupid. I mean, because she had just done whistling her whistle. a warning. She's whistling a warning. Yes. And then she gets mauled by walkers, and you don't hear anything. Well, you hear the whistle again. Yeah. You girl, they're screaming bloody murder. Yeah. Agreed. I know. She's like, <laughs> <laughs> as she's getting eaten. Yeah. She's whistling as she's getting eaten. Because she was actually in the pit with those. Because obviously, well, not obviously. I would assume that the the pit that he fell into. Had trapped those walkers into there, at least. Right. You know. mm-hmm. Right. And it was a little so ravine. Right. Yeah. And so that's how it's she possible, got trapped there, too. It's possible she fell in and hit her head on the log that she was laying against. And when she hit, she was out. like. Yeah. <laughs> she <laughs> was just the. As she fell. It was just or the actually, air escaping was, from her. Yeah, exactly. She wasn't whistling. That was the whistle of the wind yes. as she fell down into She's the hole. She's kind of like a whistle whoopee cushion. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> But anyway, that was a shame that she got killed. Um, yes. And then Alicia came and saved Jake from the same fate. Yeah, strong Alicia. <laughs> so what do you what do you think of the uh, what do you think of Jake? Um, 
I mean, Jake seems up and up. I don't trust that guy. But I feel like he's hiding a lot about Troy, Mm -hmm. obviously, which I'm sure we'll find out about because his dad's definitely hiding something. Sure. But he seems like he's like the the son who had to be better than, you know, like growing up, he was the one that his parents relied on. Like, oh, my God, thank you for being normal. (laughs) Right. I mean, you know, he meant that Troy has been a has been a problem since he was a kid. Right. Right. That uh, there's something really wrong with that guy. Well, they kept him on the ranch. Mm-hmm. And gave him yeah, the lay him, of the land. Yeah, and gave him the lay of land and or kept him secluded from other people. Well, that's what they said, too. Yeah. They kept him secluded. Yeah, not secluded enough. And that he started doing he started doing this stuff when he was a kid. Right. Which he's probably so he's, writing down in that book. Yeah, that's what I'm telling you. probably killing animals. Mm-hmm. He's documenting the progression of a psychopath. Right. Right. For that great American novel he's going to put out. But I'm pretty sure that somehow, some way, Alicia's going to fall in love and then get her heart broken by this Jake guy, or he's going to end up dying at the hands of Troy, or something oh, he, like that. He's going to, she, yeah, she's going to find out that he's probably just the same. Sure. So there's parts of him that are very similar. Well, there's that, but I, I definitely think he's a dead man walking. Yeah, I do too. Well, what do you think of the the whole Otto family? That's a bit freaky. Yeah, I mean, I think. I think it's interesting. I, I, I have to admit, I think I even said it before I even watched the episodes that I hope they're not going to get bogged down on a ranch all season like they did down in the uh, Catalina. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, and that's where I was a little disappointed when she said, well, we're going to take it over if mm-hmm. if they don't see our way. And it's like, move on. Yeah. <laughs> if if right. those people aren't, there's a lot of people there. Like, please don't don't waste our time and or your right. time. Trying to take that place over. But you can see her point of view. I mean, it's a self-sustaining community mm-hmm. since they right. are survivorless. They've got the solar, they've got the food and, you know, all that stuff. So they have everything they need right there. Why should they move on? You know, and it still comes down to one fundamental question we've had with the whole show right from the beginning. Are they not curious what has happened outside? Right. Their little world. I mean. Well, they've asked that in the past. They've asked it in a limited basis. They they asked a forest ranger on an island. Right. But what are I you going to do? You've got no radio. You have no way to communicate with anybody. You, don't you remember us talking about they didn't even try to find a radio? On the island, he had a radio. A I ham radio. I understand that. I understand that. That was And how late into the, episode, into the series was that when he found that? I don't know. But yes, exactly. They had the military with them at the beginning of the season, mm-hmm. that first mm-hmm. season. Yes. So they're getting all their information from the military. They didn't have any. They which they could do now, it. too. They have military people with them. Why can't Actually, they find I don't out th- information? I don't think those guys are military. You think they're like militia? Yeah, they're militia. Yeah, and they, were, think... they had taken the, the supplies and so forth from the base there. Mm-hmm. I think they're, yeah, they're part of, part of the Otto family ranch. What right. was it called? Brokeback Mountain? <laughs> no. Broke uh, Jaw. Broke Jaw. Broke Jaw Ranch. Yes, broke jaw. Which is interesting, too. That says a lot. Broke jaw. Like Troy named it. It's not a very positive name. It's not. (laughs) Well, it depends on whose jaw it is. Yeah, but most most ranches, you want to be tough. It's a ranch. Uh It's a ranch. Yeah. You don't call it like... Lavender fields. Yeah, unicorns. Kim, Kim, it's a ranch. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Sparkle dust. Lavender fields. Actually, I kind of like that one. (laughs) It's very happy ranch. It is. 
I'd be happy if I had all that stuff. But (laughs) (laughs) when Madison had her little breakdown moment at the tree. Yes. And she's puking all over the place and Mm -hmm. supposed to be crying. How annoyed were you? How annoyed? Uh, Can we go back before that? Because I think what led to that was when um, Nick and them got to the ranch, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And And Alicia told her that Travis didn't make it. Yeah, Travis was dead. Mm -hmm. And that was when Nick, like, pulled the gun on Troy. Mm -hmm. And that was, I I mean, I I guess we we sort of talked about that. that, But um, Madison's episode after that was really weird to me. Because she started, she started kind of crying and stuff until Nick went into his standoff thing. Right, and then, and then right she after the up. yeah, right after the standoff thing happened again, she was like, right back, not back into it, but she was like, I don't want to talk about it. And I was like, <laughs> I would, I kind of would have thought that that would not pass, but her mind would have been completely off of that situation with Travis during the standoff. No, right after. Oh. You know, she was like, oh, just leave me alone. And then she, like, goes off to the tree thing. Right. The woman is the most unemotional person I've ever seen But, yeah, she, wiped, in my she life. wiped the tear from behind her nose so you didn't see it. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. I guess she couldn't produce one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, she... the one at the tree I didn't think was as bad as you think it was, Kim. I, but it was it was very hard to take for her. She still annoys me. Really? Yeah, I know. She she's a strong person. I'm excited to see where her character goes, but as an actress, she really annoys me. Really? Yes. Okay. I, okay. I was a little more. I, I guess that's why I brought up the gate part because I was a little more annoyed when she was there than when mm-hmm. she went to the tree. Because when she was at the tree, it, it kind of um, was uh, more emotional. Yeah, and it gave a reasoning to why she wasn't showing emotion when she was at the gate. Yeah. Because she had to be tough around everybody else, mm-hmm. and then when she went to the tree. That was where she got to break down, mm-hmm. which we, she you never really saw her have a place to go break down. Before. But she didn't even break down. Well, she did kind of. She did, but that asshole came out with like the the sign out list. I thought that was fantastic. Like, fuck you, man. I thought that was great. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was great. I mean, it was. Are you here to console me? Well, no. I I actually needed to ask you a question. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Did you steal again? Did you borrow that <laughs> copy of Grapes of Wrath? <laughs> I thought I thought actually that was pretty funny. <laughs> uh, you want to sign out that gun that you stole? Yeah, because it was it was acknowledging we know you have it, but you can have it. Right. I mean, it's no no biggie. But at the same time, it was like we're watching. That's mm-hmm. where I was like, mm-hmm. oh, come on, man, this is not the right time to. To kind of bring that out, that, okay, yeah, we're watching your every move. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it was, I, I think it was, you know, that that was the practical Texas rancher attitude right there. Yeah. I mean, they're not, they're not comforting people. But you can get the feeling that these people are beyond practical. Like, uh, I mean, they have... Well, over-practical. Yes. I mean, they have, there's an agenda sure. underneath this, this whole thing. There, there has to be, so... Right, but I guess my point is, my point is more the fact that they um, they don't have room for the emotional side of things. Right, they don't they don't suffer the emotional side easily. So, mm-hmm. um, so I think that was kind of what he did, and 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 in some ways, maybe it was the best thing she needed. Yeah, you know, bring her back to reality. Just, a yeah, bit. just you know, here, 
Um, you stole one of my guns. Would you sign it for it at least? And then he said something, you know, then he said really, you know, something really nice about her afterwards. So, mm-hmm. so it wasn't like he was being a total dick. No, it was, it was a kinder, um, intro than Rick probably would have given anybody. <laughs> yes. <laughs> for sure. Have you, have you killed anybody? Yes. <laughs> have you killed any zombies? Yes. Yes. Rick's, Rick's routine is a little bit different. How but, many people have you killed? That's right. Carl killed five. Carl. So, so let me ask you this. We've got the whole situation with Strand in the hotel. Yes. And, um, you know, because Strand decided to, to stay behind when everybody left, right? Right. Because mm-hmm. um, I guess, you know, part of it is because he was still injured, I'm sure. And he's still there with Elena and uh, oh, who was the little dickwad was with her? Oh, uh, Hector. Oh, the yeah, tail guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they've got all the people, you know, banging down the walls trying to get in there, and he pretends to be a doctor. I thought that was a pretty interesting move on Strand's part. I thought it was very good of Strand to do that. That's something that needed to be done probably last season. When um, In what way? What do you mean that that needed to be done? Like, well, to give him a little bit more... No, 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 no. Like, because... Uh, Elena was being such a jerk to all those people that were outside yeah. the the fence, and you could tell they were going to be taking that fence down if she didn't allow right. them to they come in. Had to in. relieve the pressure, you had right. to relieve the pressure. And she out. has all these resources inside the building. Yes, but he was you playing a dangerous putting, game with that, though. Right, you are putting yourself at risk for sure. But what they want is help. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean they're going to necessarily take over. It doesn't mean they're going to hurt anyone. But if you were in that same situation and nobody let you in and you needed a doctor, like, what mm-hmm. would you do? Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. It's more dangerous to, like, have them sitting there right on the fence the entire right. time. Right, and they're attracting walkers yeah. and other people right. who are passerbys. So right. I so, think yeah, he so did he the let right let the pressure thing. valve off. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, but he did put himself in a very dangerous position because he's no doctor. And um, and he saw the pregnant lady at the fence, so it's not yeah, like yeah, he yeah. wasn't aware that that mm-hmm. was a possibility. He's right. like, "Oh no, no, I don't do those." <laughs> That's right. I'm not that. I'm not a baby doctor. <laughs> I mean, my question was like, babies. Maybe that could be a little bit easier because you know what the outcome is going to be. But like, how do you treat like a broken leg or internal bleeding? You have no idea what you're doing. Uh-uh. No, no, you can't get away with that. No, so and that's he why he's a little more confident because he sewed himself up. That's why he's like, I took care of this. Yeah, that was <laughs> so one can, little incident. But I can sew it. Well, yeah, it's kind of hard angle. I don't think <laughs> he, he sewed himself up. Oh, did he not? No, or I maybe thought the not. doctor guy, the medical student guy, sewed him up. Oh, mm-hmm. maybe, or at least he took care of himself. He took care of it because he said that he like learned a lot from it. that situation. Didn't that medical student get stabbed in the head? Something like that. Happened. Yeah. Okay. No, no, no. He had his head smashed by the door, but that's no. That was okay. his brother. No, ah. medical student got stabbed in the chest by Alicia, you remember? That's right. That's oh, right. yeah. There's some stabbing. going to kill Strand. There were a yeah. lot of stabbings. Yeah. Yes. But, yeah, I mean, what what I thought was a dick move was when they were like, oh, you can't leave until you take care of this one last patient. Like, what is well, that going to do? Di- no, I thought the dick move, period, was kicking him out. Okay, first of all, he well, saved yes. their lives yes. by getting people off the fence. And then... You know, and then he delivers the the child, and mm-hmm. they turn around and kick him out. And not only do they kick him out, they tell him they don't even have a vehicle he could use. I know. Elena's you know? a bitch. 
Right. And then, and then, like you said, they send her up to deal with the patient who won't eat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, so, like, why do you care if they don't eat? They're behind clo- closed doors. They can't get out. They can't get to anybody. So what? Well, they, yeah, I mean, Hector said that, he, you know, they didn't want her turning in there. Right. So. I think, I think, I, I think they were at a point where they thought that she may have turned. And she looked like she was almost about to turn. She had yes. the. That was a great makeup job. Yes, it was. Yeah. She was she, like a heroin looking. addict. Do you think they sent her in there because they thought she had turned and they were trying to kill Strand? No, no, no. She was, no. Remember, she was on house arrest. No, I know that. But they were saying that, like, you need to take oh, care oh, of this. To kill Strand? I no, think, I yeah. don't think so. I think there was I a question. So. I think there was a little bit of a question. There was definitely a question for the viewer. Yes. Mm-hmm. As to what state this woman was in when he went in there. Right. For sure. No, I think I think they they sent him in just because they didn't want to deal with it. And um, I, I think the question was there until she put that knife down, and right. like after he opened mm-hmm. the door, and then she puts the knife down. Yep. And then Kim was like, "Oh, she's gonna jump." <laughs> oh, I knew she was gonna jump as soon as Strand got the door open. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. When totally. he fought so hard face. to get that door open, you know, because he was struggling with it, that that made me realize that she never was able to get the door open. Right, and her face was super excited mm-hmm. once he did get it open. And she's right. like, oh, you saved me. I think his face was super excited when he got that door open. <laughs> yeah, he was like, oh, the smell. <laughs> yeah, really. But yeah, uh, that, was, uh, that was a pretty shocking moment. Um, I, but how lucky is he that he got keys to a brand new car? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was... That was actually a really cute scene when he's like, my color and my style. <laughs> That's right. That's right. The racing exactly. green jag. Uh-huh. How do you think <laughs> Strand is going is to hook up with these people again? Uh, I don't know. I, I think that's the thing that's surprising is like, you know, that they, they focus so much on him here. Because, uh-huh. I mean, I kind of almost counted him out of everything. I mean... I think his I think his story's going to interact with another character probably. Yeah. You know like um oh who was the old guy that di- supposedly died in the fire? Oh, um, you think so? Who gonna who knows? You know, maybe God, what is his yeah. name? Daniel. Daniel. Daniel, yes. Yeah, maybe he's hooking up with Daniel to help Daniel get back to wherever his dead wife was. You, you need maybe to be Tobias. <laughs> you need to be careful Tobias. about hooking up when you talk about Strand. With this Daniel. is true. That's oh, this is point. true. This is true. But, yeah, you know, um, Tobias. Kirkman said that you, he still won't rule out that All Tobias right. might come back. <laughs> Tobias ain't coming back. That would be absolutely he said it could insane. Happen. The Arrested Development, Tobias? <laughs> yes. He blew himself. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. In jean shorts? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's totally it's, out of context. <laughs> well, if they're focusing so much on him, obviously he has to meet up with them again, which in a way is completely ridiculous. <laughs> yes. I mean, you can only assume that he's going to drive towards the border and maybe yes. at the border crossing they get him just like they did everybody else. Yeah. Maybe so, so. That's the easiest. Yeah, and speaking of which, I mean, Ophelia's still there and they haven't found her yet. Well, Ophelia was captured by Jeremiah last season. Right. We now right. know. So she'll be running in. They'll be running into her pretty so soon, I'm sure. Yeah, she's probably at the ranch. Yep. Oh, what was the other woman that you said was showed up again in the preview? Michelle. Ng. Oh, uh, Michelle. Michelle Ng. Ng. Where was yeah. she? Who knows? I don't know. 
Oh, come on, Scott. I just saw her in that one preview. I have I, no idea. There I have was, not there seen... was sand. Was there a cactus? No, there she was fighting off zombies. I have walking. not yeah. seen her in any of the credits yet. I know. For the future episodes, so. Right. Yep. So who knows? But they've only got the first three episodes from this season up there to show you. I'm going to keep, I'm gonna keep bringing it up. Four and five are out, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Who knows? Uh, maybe at the end of the season. She's going to be on that boat again. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what? That boat was great. Let's get back <laughs> on the boat. Yeah. That was a nice boat. I it was. Oh, that boat was sweet. Are you kidding me? Compared to where they are now? The Mexican Stuart, government. Stuart, I never kid you. You know that. Okay. That's true. Well, should we take a little bit of a break and then come back with our hit and miss? Yes. yes. I think break is good. We will be right back in a moment. See you then. Hey, everybody, we're back. Kim, I bet you want to do some hit and miss, don't you? That's your favorite thing, isn't it? I love it. <laughs> My hit is something we've already talked about, and that was Willie's, uh, how do I even say this? When he went through the hole in the wall. <laughs> Willie's. Willie's. Willie's uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> hole in the wall. <laughs> Good Lord. What were those guys doing there? <laughs> Gets lonely when- in the apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the special effects on that. And it reminded yeah. me of like old school 1980s horror movie yeah. type of situation. And I just thought it was the coolest. I thought the sound it. the sound was one of the worst things when he snapped. Yeah. I was like, Ugh. Well, the best is like when the rats jump out first. Well, first is just him being stupid. And it was like, don't go there. It was like a classic horror scene. Like, don't right. open that stupid hole. And then you have the rats jump out at him and you're like, fuck. And like in your mind, you're like, please let that be all. And you know, it's not. All I kept thinking, this guy's going to need a new series. This guy's going to need a new series. (laughs) (laughs) And but then when they pull him through by his waist, which I still don't understand how that all happened. And he bends him back backwards Mm -hmm. in half. Wow, that was good. Well, that's the, that's the time when you're pulling for the bad guy. You're like, I know. get out of there, dude. The, the chopper's upstairs. Like, go. And, and, like, he's been torturing people the entire time. It's like, you know, it's just, I'm glad. Yeah, the fuckers that got does him. suspend it a little fantastic. bit. Fantastic. Yeah, I'm glad they got him. Stu, what was your, what was your hit? Oh, man. My hit is that they killed off Travis. Really? Yeah. It, it was, it was emotionally sucked and it was shocking. But it was a great move by the writers, I think. And mm-hmm. um, the first episode really, and, and Scott, you were saying, oh, I don't know if it's like first and second episode. Yeah, you felt like it was like a two-hour thing. But the right. first episode was really successful, and um, and it was all about Travis. And then when you come back on the second episode and they kill off Travis, it was like, what the hell do they do? But I, I, I think as from a writing standpoint, I think it actually was very well done. They needed to do it. Yeah. They needed to kill off well, another we, major character. We thought character. they needed to do it in the first couple of seasons. But no, I know, but they now... built him up like in a great way. They didn't just build him up to kill him off. They built him right. they built him up as like an actual character 
as a shock value thing, and I think they needed something like that. Agreed. I think it worked better. Um, I think him dying like that worked better if you are, were looking at that as one two-hour episode. Yeah, um, exactly. I think if we had seen yep. it separately and seen him killed off in the first scene of the of one episode, you'd be kind of like, oh, fuck. You know, mm-hmm. I agree that, with that. That really was, but it was, but it felt like it was more in the middle of a big episode. Yep. And I, I think I actually made those comments on Twitter too, because I, I was kind of arguing, oh man, I wish they just played the first episode and left it alone for a week and then went yeah. to the next. But then I yeah. also said, you know what? The grass is always greener <laughs> because mm-hmm. if we had seen that second episode just starting out and they killed Travis, we'd been like, what the hell? Yep. Who knows? It might have been more shocking, but no, it played it, it played well. I think the problem was that if they could have edited it together. Yeah, I agree. You know? I think they could have edited the whole thing together a little yeah, easier. Yeah, to make a smoother transition yeah, between yeah. the whole thing. Well, I think so. But Right. It did it didn't happen that way. No, it didn't. Um no. Um Scott, what was I your th- hit? Uh I I you know, it's it, it was a tough one for me because there was a couple of things. I mean, I love the fact that they introduced the ethnic cleansing and, you know, even experimenting on living people and so forth in there for just for the horror aspect of it. Mm-hmm. But um, in the zombie, the dude getting killed by the wall zombie was awesome. Um, but you know what? I think I'm going to go with um, Madison becoming the Rick character. Okay. I think I think the show really needs that one central main character, and now we'll finally get it instead of these disparate different groups going around and all. Madison is the leader of their group, and I think that that's I think that that is something the show needs. I think it needs a little bit more central focus. I think she needs to be a bit stronger though, or something. I don't know what it is. She will, be. and not and she not, will be. not like actually stronger in leading or whatever. I think her character needs to be stronger in the, in the storyline. I don't know. I mean, I see her as being pretty strong. I don't see her as being very emotional, but one thing at least I'm happy about is we're not going to see crazy Rick. Okay. Maybe, maybe I need to rephrase it. She needs to be a little bit more magnetic to the audience. That's what I was going to say. I think she's, Mm -hmm. she's becoming stronger, Mm -hmm. but (laughs) <laughs> this is what I'm saying with the whole emotional moment at the tree. Like, right. that was not emotional to me. Like, I could see uh-huh. that she was in pain. Okay, fine. But there's still no emotion on that woman's face. Like, uh-huh. it looked like she was having GI problems. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, that's not the look of someone who just lost their husband. She had to poop. She had to poop. Or throw up. She was definitely throwing up. Yeah, I don't quite see that, but I see what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. She's just not convincing as an emotional I gotta, person. I got to give, I got to I gotta add one, and this is because I thought it was my favorite scene of the show. It wasn't mm-hmm. necessarily the most, uh, the fa- my favorite part of the show, but I thought the scene between Strand and the, the uh, bride's mother, Eileen, was fantastic. Same. I totally yeah. agree with you. That was the dialogue was, awesome. was excellent in there. I liked the way they reconciled. Mm-hmm. Um, Strand's character became much more emotionful, emotional, emotional, um, emotional. Thank you, and you know, and became so much more likable in that. I thought it was just. I thought it was the best scene in the show. 
Although I have to say I would not want to be in that conversation that entire time. I wouldn't want to <laughs> mm-hmm. be either of those people in that conversation because I didn't know where it was going. Yeah. They right, seemed, right. They right. both seemed a little sketchy. I mean, I, yeah. of course, was I'd be more a little bit more comfortable with Strand. Mm-hmm. But Strand, Strand did a great that job. That seemed crazy. Yeah. Coleman Domingo did a great job mm-hmm. in the way he um, he opened up to her. But you could also see he was he had he was watching her out of the corner of his eye, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Because she was still holding that knife. Wasn't until she went over and put it down that he finally started relaxing a little bit. <laughs> I would do the same. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm so glad too that they included Strand in the storyline mm-hmm. and not just left him, you know, on the wayside like Ophelia. Like we don't know mm-hmm. what's going on with Ophelia yet, right? Um, or just have him leaving out the door. They gave him a. Yeah. A real uh, emotional scene. Right, 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 right. So that was that, that was a well. good. That was yeah, very good. So um, Kim, there must have been a miss. Well, unfortunately, you guys have just been talking it nonstop. But my miss was uh, the fact that they did a two-hour episode. But I think you guys. What was that? Your miss too. That was my miss as well. But I think you guys have kind of talked me out of it, actually. Mm-hmm. Because I'm still not talked out of it. Well, the reason I say that is because when you were talking, Stuart, about the way Travis died and how that would have not meshed well if you had seen that separately. Yeah, that's Scott brought that up. Yeah, okay. he's yeah he's saying yeah it would if you saw that at the start of the second episode. Yeah, that would have been like, why the hell did they wait make us wait a week to see that happen? Well, I like cliffhangers like that. But I could totally... Well, that wasn't really a cliffhanger. No, they I mean, could have done was... it differently, though. They right. could have presented it where the, the chopper gets hit and you don't know what happened. Yeah. No, I'm glad they presented it in a way that we know what happened. I mean, I... I this I, is what this, I'm this saying. Leaving this... Oh, okay. This is what I'm she, saying. She's agreeing with you now. Yes. She gotcha. agrees. That you have changed my mind that I like the way that it was presented tonight. Or last night. So... Gotcha. So my yeah. miss is no longer a miss. Well, okay. My miss was that they broke it into two episodes and then played them consecutively. Because I think that if they wrote it as one storyline, a two-hour storyline, it would have been a lot smoother. Mm-hmm. And I, they could have accomplished the, the same thing. And honestly, it just seems weird that they would have them break it up into... I honestly think that they they did that because they have a little less confidence that this thing could carry two hours. Mm-hmm. So that, I don't know. I still think I still think they didn't know if they were going to be doing it as separate episodes or or one two mm-hmm. episodes. That's fine. That's fine. I mean, because but, but you they know, plan. Just, I mean, you know, they plan ahead for you know The Walking Dead to do that. So, I, but you know, Stu, I don't know how much they do really plan ahead because it takes them forever to actually get the schedule out. On when shows are coming out on AMC, you know. Yeah, I mean, well, especially for yeah, especially for this show and the I mean, preacher. You would think, too. right? You would think that they can sit down and look at their schedule over the next year and plan out when shows are going to be on there, but it doesn't. It's evidently not the case. Yeah. Well, you know. Anyways, and, and they're not the only ones. Uh, you know, like BBC America, they never say exactly when their shows are going to be coming out until like maybe a month ahead of time or so, or a couple months. I mean, is that Doctor Who? I don't, I don't even watch BBC. Yeah, but, uh, okay, that lot of, all their shows—they're kind of like that. 
So um, evidently some of these channels just produce a whole season and then they decide later on how they're going to present the season. Well, I, I honestly think that if they just showed this first one, it would have been, it would have set it. I don't know. It, it, it would work on its own, on its yes. own merit. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like the second part was a little deeper into the storyline and could have waited a week. I mean, I kind of agree with you. If they had put the death scene in the first one, that might have been more impactful. At the to end me. of the first one? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And then left the second episode for later. Even but though, I mean, whatever. I tell you what, the, the death there... scene transitioning into the intro was actually really cool. I love that. But yeah. but I do think, though, that... Um, oh, I mean, is that, that it... the, as the second episode of the third season of this show, you have been mm-hmm. totally shocked that they would hit you with something like that. Yeah. I mean, But I wouldn't have... liked it at the beginning of the show. Uh. I don't know. I mean, I would have been like, "Wow, that was I'd rather pretty have ballsy this, that they actually." I'd rather did have that. the episode, the first episode, end that way than the second episode start that way. I don't know. I don't know. It's well, it's all. I mean, you know, it's all speculation as to uh-huh. we could talk know, what, this to death. Yeah, as to what you would think. I just think the the two episode thing was a little weird to me. And then I'm gonna throw on top of that. Oh, Madison was a little weird. She's always weird. <laughs> Which we is we have also talked to death. Yes. But anyways. All right, Scott, what was your miss? What's your miss? Um, my miss is I, I'm kind of getting a little tired of Nick's need to wander. <laughs> um, you know, where he's always like, Well, you you know, when he says to her, he says, Well, you don't wanna have me around here much, you know, forever. Oh yeah, he says you like, yeah, you don't know what I'm gonna do next or something. Yeah, like and that. I'm just kinda like, Come on, dude, just yeah. let's 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 enough of that garbage. Mm-hmm. Um You certainly stung uh, hung around the uh um what was the the uh Luciana's home up there for a while. Mm-hmm. You didn't seem like you had to run off there. Mm-hmm. And uh so I mean I I'm just kind of like you know all right dude we know you like to be independent and stuff like that but let's eh, you don't have to do that every time you get somewhere with with more than three people yeah that that to me is that's but you know that's if that's the worst part of the show that's not too I was bad. gonna say that's the only miss you have yeah yeah that's the only real miss I had in that that's good that's pretty good well I'm glad you're happy well that's um, hey man that's good for them. And yeah. I, I, all in all, I think starting out this season, I probably I'm probably as excited as I was when the show first came out, and I hadn't even mm-hmm. watched it yet. Mm-hmm. Yes, you know, like they they came back big time. I think with these first two episodes, they mm-hmm. did. And the first season was great. The first half of the first season was great. Second season, we were they almost kind of lost us. On this. Well, we did. We think, didn't like the, you know, them hanging around the uh, Catalina or whatever it was the whole time. Yeah, the yeah. boat was okay. The boat was fun, but the but hanging around the Mexican villa got really old. Yes, and and there was and, there were a lot of of different storylines that they they were exploring that just did not work. Well, no. and I'm concerned. I'm concerned that they're going to get bogged down with this ranch too. You know. If they spend the next three episodes just sitting on the ranch dealing with the personality conflicts there, then I'm not going to be real happy with that. You know, the, it's, yeah, I agree. Well, I think and they are. I think they probably will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They'll be there a while. Yeah. All right. We have a ton of listener comments. Absolutely. 
uh, Sean Park. Absolutely intense. I think he got that from you, Scott. <laughs> Absolutely. My jaw is still on the floor. <laughs> we Heart TWD said, I kind of feel disappointed. Travis fought his way through the pit only to get shot. I know, I kind of felt the same way. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of a rough way to go. Uh, David Valentin, bold, cruel, real. Expecting big things this season. Uh, Travis, like Rick, adapted to this world. Unfortunately, luck was not with the English teacher. <laughs> nice. Misty Rain. Ugh, it all went wrong. Great start. But I'm just wondering, or hoping, Travis will be back. Although he seemed broken. <laughs> he's definitely Which broken. I think uh, someone, he from the helicopter. <laughs> someone responded he right splat. after that and said, uh, yeah, he's dead. Hmm. <laughs> Takara said, I loved it. Nice balance of action, emotion, and drama. The gore factor was intense, as was that surprise death. Season three looks promising. Yep, I agree. I agree. Fan, fan mom said, uh, great episode. I particularly enjoyed Strand moonlighting, moonlighting as a doctor, then getting his groove back in the end. I agree. I love that, too. I thought that was great, fan mom. Emmeline Veltkamp uh, said, Madison say, saying that they'd stay and take the ranch over felt a little close to Rick's speech about taking over Alexandria. <laughs> yeah, we talked about that. Mm-hmm. Travis's death hit me a little harder than I thought. He got on my nerves in season two, but I'll admit to having a few tears in my eyes when it happened. Paige Vaughn said, I love this premiere. I'm glad Nick and Lucy were reunited with Travis, Madison, and Alicia right away, and that didn't drag out all season. Although I really, here, here. Although I didn't really care for Travis, I was not expecting his death at all. At first, I thought it was a dream until it wasn't. I'm wondering how long it'll take Ophelia and the Clarks to meet up at the ranch since the auto father is who took her at the border. I'm really hoping she's still there. I'm excited to see what happens with the ranch since I've enjoyed all these actors on other shows. I'm already shipping Alicia and Jake. Ha ha. (laughs) Hmm. Also love the cameo of Noel Fisher from Shameless and his death was pretty satisfying being pulled into the wall by the walker. I'm also holding out for Strand to reunite with Daniel on his new quest. Hey, didn't you say that, Scott? Mm -hmm. Not sure how they'd ever find the others in this ranch, but in this universe, it always seems to happen. Hey, by the way, I don't know if you guys know it. You know, you're talking about um, people on other shows and so forth. I, um, maybe it's one of your news items I'm stealing, Kim. Mm-hmm. But uh, Cliff Curtis. Ah. Uh, did I steal it. that from don't you? Don't say yeah. it. Don't say it. All right. I'll let Kim spring it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we do have... Kim gets us a golden star for every one she gets right, so it's... Uh, oh, is that what it is? Yeah, if, if you take it from her, she does not get that golden star. Yes. Oh, I need to... I, uh, let me let me go back to what I was saying then. We got news, Kim. We have news. Dave Erickson was interviewed by a TV line. Dave Erickson is the executive producer of the show. Concerning Travis's death... And he said, following Chris's death, I think um, his father's death was inevitable. Travis's whole trajectory at this point was to do for his surrogate son what he had failed to do for his biological one. Coming off of Chris's death, Travis had failed. He had broken his promise to Liza. He had not protected their boy. So for him, it becomes very much a question of atonement and redemption. And the only way to do this is to return Nick to Madison, which he does. 
So it sounds like they had had this plan for quite a bit. And from uh-huh. what Dave Erickson was saying, that they actually were going to do it later in the season. But they thought that his time had come. Uh-huh. That's good. I mean, they didn't drag it out. That's good. But what do you think about the idea of this being like atonement for Chris's death and not being able to fulfill Liza's wish? No, I, I just think of it as an unfortunate... I think it was just an unfortunate death. I mean... I, you know, I think it was an unfortunate death. I don't really, I didn't really think of it in that context at all. I didn't either. He, he was, he sounded like he was trying to come up with an excuse for why they killed him off. Yeah. Like, uh, they said that, okay, with Chris gone, that he had filled his purpose because he was so attached to Chris as his son. And it was like, well, not really, because he still cared about all the other people. Right. I think, so, like, I think the showrunner thinks that we were more emotionally involved with uh, the fact that uh, Travis told his ex that he was going to take care of Chris. When, in fact, we were all really happy when Chris got wiped out. Seriously. <laughs> well, that or there seems some kind of disconnect as to, uh, from a writing standpoint, as to how um, the characters... Um, interact with each other and how people actually interact with each other. You know, like, Uh just because Chris is gone, it does not mean that Travis would not care for all the other people that he's traveling with. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me that he, I mean, he said that on The Talking Dead. And it was like, really? His, like, the point of him being alive was gone? Like, I don't understand that. Of all people, Travis is the one who cares about everyone. Yeah, he cares. Exactly. He is the moral compass. Which is why he died. He was built. Yeah, (laughs) right. Exactly. That would be more like an excuse. Like, well, you know, and that's what they keep saying on these shows. It's like, oh, he's the moral compass. So he had to die. It's like, so, I mean. It was a tragic death. It was a tragic death. Sad statement to make that anybody who has any type uh-huh. of moral values or cares about other people, they die. They just die. Well, you know. well they do. I they do. It's because they you do. get attached to them. They want to They want to pull your heartstrings. Yeah, right. You're not going to get attached to a character that doesn't seem like someone you want to be. Right. Okay, so that's, that, that goes to the argument Kim and I were having the other day. I was like, why the hell do they then keep Rick and Daryl and... Um, Michonne? Uh Michonne and some of the other characters around. Because people love them. Yeah, but, okay, but they don't, morally, they, you're you're saying, okay, they have no moral compass at all. Oh, right, 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 yeah, they don't. But they're all attached to each other. They have have some moral compass, but it has been, it has been demonstrated to be bent at times. Uh, Whereas a a character like Glenn held to his moral compass. Yes. He never bent to it. Mm-hmm. And that's why he's a truly tragic character. Right. Travis was the same way. Travis never bent to his character. I mean, even when Nick went out and found him, he told him, you know, you didn't find us. Don't tell anybody you found us. So do you think they put all these characters like they have like, OK, morality line. Yeah. Like and on just like a horizontal line. Mm-hmm. And then they put the characters there and then they say, OK, when they start getting too close to that, they they're, can, out. they're out. They, they're gone. Uh-huh. Yeah, sure. Well, I think I think they do foster in these shows. It's a formula, you know. They foster a truly um, virtuous character in the in knowing that eventually they'll use that to to you know get the heartstrings going. 
If they I go, if they go below day. the horizon, then they're out. Mm-hmm. And yeah. It's time, it's time okay. to toast them. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile. It was announced in early May that Cliff Curtis is going to be d- starring in several new movies that are coming up. Maori. Not <laughs> quite. <laughs> <laughs> he has been cast in the new James Cameron Avatar movies. Oh, really? Yep. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. As Tonawari, the leader of the Reef People clan, Metkaina, which will hey. all be shot in New Zealand. Oh, well, that's that's convenient. Yes. It's very convenient. So when... That's where you uh, heard sheep. When Robert Kirkman was asked, did any of that factor into the fact that he got killed off in this episode? He's like, it all factors in. So... (laughs) Jesus Christ. If you don't have an actor around... That's a problem. ...to be on the show, that's going to be a problem. That is a huge problem. Yeah. Which goes back to the showrunner saying, we were going to kill him off earlier, but you know... He was going to leave. Exactly. <laughs> we wa- we wanted he to found- kill him off mid-season, but then we realized he wasn't going to be here. Yeah, he found another gig, and we we're like, you know. He called having- us and said, you get one episode. Having a big cardboard <laughs> cutout of him wasn't going to work. No, no, we tried dressing up some other characters. No, it didn't work. <laughs> and Chris never looked like him, so we couldn't use him. Exactly, exactly. So Robert Kirkman was interviewed by Yahoo TV about the upcoming season for Fear of the Walking Dead. And um, the interviewer said that the new season seemed to start off with a great pace and lots of action and is part horror story, which I'm only assuming they could be referring to the fact that Willie got pulled through the wall. And um, Kirkman said, we really wanted to hit the ground running and get into it. I feel like we did it the same way with The Walking Dead when it hit its stride with Season 3. I think Fear the Walking Dead is hitting its stride now with Season 3. And there's nothing better than having a really intense start to a season to kind of kick things off and get the audience really revved up for what's coming. And then he followed that by saying, wait, what show are we talking about? What are they doing? I know. Which one of my mini shows? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Oh, wait a minute. What interview is this? (laughs) So... It kind of makes me wonder, like, do they have a plan? Have they had a plan this whole time to, like, piss you, us all off at the beginning and now rope us all in? No, hell no. No, come on. No, no. I don't give them that. I know no, that. No, 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 but, no, no. But it was a really good episode. Like, comparing this premiere to every single other episode I, of Fear, this honestly, is, like, tops. I think, I think that they gave, like, a big gift to the writers who are dealing with this and or producers yeah. and were like run with it. And then the first couple seasons, probably the first season, they, they had a little bit more influence. The second season, they probably backed I'll tell you off what. a little bit more. And then yeah, the, but I'll tell you the, what. the third season, they're probably like, dude, if this thing's going to survive, we better step back in yeah. and say some shit because I'll tell you what though. I mean, you guys may have forgotten, but that first episode of season two was fantastic. Remember where they were escaping the bombing of L.A.? Not really. To get to the boat? I thought that was a great episode. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. But, but it wasn't like this. I didn't get that same feeling. Uh, not necessarily oh, writing-wise, though. The first episode of season one, maybe. The very first episode I really loved. Okay, so when you were talking about, okay, they're on the coast, they're already going to get on the boat. We knew that from season right. one, right? 
Uh, well, yes. we knew there would be a boat involved. Yes, there was right. a boat that yes. they saw yes, out, yes, out yes, in the yes, harbor yes, or whatever. Yes, yes. So right, they're right. they're trying to get okay, but that that was yeah, that was more of a cinematography like it movie. was exciting. Yeah, movie action kind of. That was like okay, big money budget. Let's make this first episode freaking sweet kind of thing, and then everything else was kind of crappy. Not right. crappy, but it was just like okay, I'm on a boat. I'm just saying, this season, that season started off with a bang. We did. We and did. they puttered out pretty fast. Shot their wad at the start. Uh-huh. And then it was like, oh, okay, season two. And I think they probably did. They probably put a ton of money into making the first one really good. Uh-huh. And then I think, I am hoping that they'll continue what they're doing right now into season three. That's uh, that's so all. Too. That's all I'm going to say. I mean, I hope uh-huh. they can... They can continue going this route because there seems to be a lot of people that a lot more people that are excited about it now than the people when season two came out. Yes. Right. Well, on we'll social see. media, at least I'm seeing a right. lot more people that are like buzzing about this and a lot mm-hmm. more than they were buzzing about the end of the Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think they were seven. just buzzing about us, Stuart, but that's OK. <laughs> well, there could be that, too. There was one more thing that Kirkman said in that interview that really struck me, and that was when um, the interviewer asked him about the focus of Fear the Walking Dead versus The Walking Dead. And he said the focus for both of them is family, but in The Walking Dead, it's always about how the family has been torn apart. And Mm -hmm. just about everyone you meet in The Walking Dead is mourning somebody and somebody from their past or their past in general or um, they've lost everyone that they've ever loved, but in Fear the Walking Dead, since it's still so new, uh-huh. in in the storyline, they're all uh-huh. about keeping their families together. Right. And even right. like uh-huh. when you go to the ranch and see the autos, they're still about keeping their family together. And uh-huh. as of yet, we don't know anybody that they've lost except for the goddaughter, who we actually saw them lose. But and then the the whole Madison and Travis and keeping all the kids together and that sort of thing. It's a totally different focus for this show. And he was talking about how it's so different with Fear the Walking Dead because you see from the very beginning, you see how they act or how they react to the apocalypse happening. And you see them make their very first kill. And um, you see it happening in real time. Whereas with the Walking Dead, it's always in the past. You don't, the only person you saw, right, the only person you saw was Rick. And everybody else is in flashback or just storytelling. And so you don't get that personal connection with the people of The Walking Dead. Can I just point out that I think it's fucked up that um, Nick (laughs) and Alicia really could care less that Travis died? (laughs) I don't know. I thought Alicia was pretty shook up about it. Yeah, she was. She had to tell her mom. Nick could care less. She she was shook up because she had to tell her mom. That was it. Like, the fact that he actually died didn't seem to really affect either of them. Well, I mean, you got a point there. I, mean, I don't know. I, I don't agree. I thought it affected Alicia a lot. Okay. Alicia, yes, but Nick, probably not. Nick, not no, at all. No, and I don't think Nick was that close to Travis anyway. I don't think I he know, ever was. but, I mean, these are the people that you're stuck with uh-huh. in the apocalypse. I mean, you would, you would you're... Okay, well, maybe he hasn't been stuck with Travis quite so much because Nick's been off on his own. Right. But, I mean, right. shit. It, it just seems weird to me that, that, that okay, that there well, doesn't seem to be some camaraderie or, you. like, 
mom, you yeah. okay? Or mom, go deal with your thing because Travis died. I'm, you know, I'm gonna go grab a hot dog. <laughs> well, I think, I think, I think uh, a lot of Nick's focus was his was his girlfriend. Yeah, yes. no, that's true. That's very true. And that in that scene, for sure, his girlfriend's still alive. We'll see how that re- plays out. Yep. Is that all the news, Kimmy? That's it. Uh, next time on Fear the Walking Dead, that'll be season three, episode three. Teot Walkie. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was wondering if you'd be able to pronounce that. Teotwaki. Teotwaki. Is that what you want to say? Yep. Okay. Whatever. Very Indian name sounding. Uh, it's <laughs> written by Ryan Scott. Alicia and Nick fall in with new crowds. Madison discovers Otto's past mimics her own. So maybe we'll finally get some background on Madison's past that we haven't seen. I think we're supposed to, because Kirkman has alluded to that as well for season three. Mm -hmm. Kirkman's saying a lot nowadays about Fear the Walking Dead, which is what I think you were saying. Yeah, right. That he's he's, coming out a lot about it. Yeah, he's stepping in. He's trying to get involved with it to make sure that it survives. Yeah. One thing. Um, Now, where was Madison supposed to be from originally? Um, she has a southern accent. She's so. from Alabama in real life, oh, I think. Yeah, but was she supposed to be like Midwest or something like that? I don't know if we ever okay. established no, that. I think she's supposed to be from the south. Okay. Um, Tiawaki, by the way, is an acronym which means the end of the world as we know it. Oh. Well, so it's that's not even a real pleasant. word. That's a pleasant thought. Yeah. Oh. So what does that mean? So Kirkman made that up? I Damn you, Kirkman. Um, end of the world Uh, well I don't know well the end of the world as you know it we just hit that new frontier was it like an REM thing could be well they don't have (laughs) Travis anymore so they don't have that glue that kind of holds Madison together like she has no one to turn to now except for her own kids who you know like there's a different relationship between a mom and her kids and a mom and her husband. Mm, you right. can't be as honest. I would hope so. With, well, you know what I mean. But you can't be as honest with your kids as you would, per se, your husband mm-hmm. sometimes. So right. um, she has, it's like. All, what was that look? <laughs> so it's like <laughs> she has no barriers anymore. Like it's it's on. Mm. And she's going to do whatever she needs to do to take care of business. Well, end of the world, though. I mean. They're they're just beginning a new relationship in this new family mm-hmm. that they're having to well, deal with. It's the end of the world so, as they know it. Yeah. So that's what we just got to figure out what that means. So it do, it doesn't bode well. Let no. me just put it that way. It doesn't seem like it would bode well for them. It's the apocalypse. And what it, are you expecting? it doesn't seem to be boding well for Strand, who I, I think was being dangled over oh, that's a railing. Right. <laughs> yes. Poor Strand. So. Yeah, I wonder what that's about. Evidently, he's not going to be hanging on to that nice jag very long. That's what I was going to say. They probably yeah. stole that piece of That's a goodness. Shame. Yeah, <laughs> and nice actually on the Fear the Walking Dead AMC website, there's a picture of him standing next to a guy with a very bad stink face. Uh-oh. Ooh. So. Okay. Yeah. Let's go find it. It's, it is a stink face, for sure. <laughs> I don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, All right, any other points you want to make about this episode? Not after stink face. Nope. No, I think we're good. Well, thanks, everyone, for joining us again for another 
year of the Fear Me podcast. And let me just point out that this is our third anniversary. Oh, really? It is. No way. We started three years ago. Wow. That's true. With the premiere of Fear. That's right. wow. Yeah. So happy birthday to us. How about that? (laughs) So if you want to download our episodes, you can find us at your favorite podcasting site. You can also find us on Twitter at FearMePod, on Facebook at Facebook slash FearMePodcast, and on the web at FearMePodcast.com, and you can email us at FearMePodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next week. Good night. See ya. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.